Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, the National Jewish Council for Disabilities, and I'm coming to you from the headquarters of the OU, the Orthodox Union, here at 11 Broadway in downtown Manhattan. We've got a lot in store for you today, a packed day. We're going to have a good time. We'll learn a little bit. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll listen to some good music. And we'll go into uh, this restful weekend with a little more excitement on our plate. I'm joined today by Batya Jacob, who is the director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education, a new branch of Yachad, the National Jewish Council for Disabilities. Uh, And we'll talk to Batya a little bit about the upcoming programs through... Uh, this resource center, as well as Naim, the North American Inclusion Month, uh, which we spoke about last week. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about the Israeli Day Parade, or the Celebrate Israel Parade, which is coming up on Sunday, June 2nd. And then we will have a very special guest joining me by phone uh, from Israel. So with that in mind, I'd like to welcome my first guest, Batya Jacob. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellie. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you. Uh, first, let's talk about this uh, this new project that the that Yachad is doing, the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the program, what it does, what it's for, who it's geared towards, and what services we as Yachad can help either schools or shuls or educators or whoever's looking uh, for some help. We are the premier resource center for consultation, um, professional development, family support, and government advocacy for children um, with special needs throughout the United States and North America. We work with schools helping to train teachers on how to include children into their normal, everyday, typical classrooms. We train... Um, we do other training, teaching kids. Why, why is it so important to, to push for uh, inclusion in, in the schools itself? Why, why is it not enough to just maybe just do inclusion within the community? Because the basics of being a Jewish person is going to come from their educational background. And if they have that educational background and those foundations of Jewish learning, of Chumash, of love of Torah, of understanding the holidays and Shabbat and all the other mitzvot that we're asking all of us as Jews to perform, they will be able to be included. They will be able to sit at their family table and share a Shabbat meal with them. They will be able to go to shul and daven and become a bar and bat mitzvah and take their place in the Jewish community. It starts at home, but it also starts in the school. So it's really a combination of having both the parents at home and the educators in the school reinforcing the same point. Absolutely. Have you found that there are certain, I mean, I'm sure, you know, America is well ahead of where it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, But in the country itself, just within the schools or the regions that we deal with, that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, do you find that there are some regions that are far more inclusive of others? How do you gauge that? We definitely find that in certain regions, it's easier to include the children. The teachers are more open to um, learning new strategies. Does learning. that come from just being exposed to I think some it more comes children with disabilities? from the community saying that these children are important to us and are part of our Klal Yisrael and therefore need to be included. It comes from principals who believe that every child should be taught according to their own specific needs and um, talents. We really reinforce to schools that every child is different and special, and every child has learning challenges and learning abilities, and that we need to look at each child separately in order to be able to figure out exactly how to teach those children to the best of their abilities and help them reach their fullest potential. Is this something that you find the schools, and I guess to some extent the schools and the communities, welcome with open arms? Are they a little hesitant? Because it it is difficult. It it is more difficult to to give more personalized attention to some students who might need it um, and and to go out of of your way, quote unquote, to to include everyone. So it's an ongoing process. Um, We have made inroads into many, many schools across the country. We have a lot further to go. And we start at the top. We start by talking to the rabbis in the communities. We start by talking to principals. Um, Their attitudes are going to filter down to their community members. Their attitudes are going to filter down to the students themselves. It's not enough to just include them educationally. We need to help them include them socially as well. 
One of the programs we run that we started two years ago um, is a sensitivity training program. We go, we have a workshop that's divided into different stations. Each station mirrors a different type of learning challenge. And that's that's to give the user or the, the typical students in the classroom an understanding of what it's like to have a disability. Exactly. The students go from table to table and actually experience what it's like to have a different type of challenge, what it's like to read if you're dyslexic, what it's like to have Asperger's, what it's like to have attention deficit issues, all sorts of different challenges. And we find that um, not only does it help the children understand their peers better, it helps them very often understand themselves better. And um, a lot of schools have reported back to us that some degree of bullying has lessened because the kids understand each other better. That's a huge problem in schools today is the, the bullying issue. It's just, Absolutely. you know, if everybody can understand just a little bit of, you know, the difficulties that we all have, that, that should make everything a little bit easier on that end. Um, in terms of the sensitivity training, is this something that Yachad does often? Do they do it once a year and just have everybody come or make it an open session? How does that work? Okay, no, we go from school to school. We do this all year. We usually kick it off as part of our North American Inclusion Month. That's not in it. February, we spoke about that last week. Not in. Right. Um, we are visiting schools continuously. Very often we will see the students in the afternoon and then we'll see the teachers in the um, after school and do similar workshop for the teachers so that they can experience it as well. And so then we it's help. important for both the student and the teacher to do the sensitivity training so that they can both understand from a different standpoint that they're coming from what it's like to have a disability. Correct. And then we work with the teachers on different ways to modify their curriculum, their teaching style, their room acoustics, um, their testing style to better include the different types of learners that they can identify through this workshop. Wow, that's wild. So, so as, as you started to mention, Na'im is North American Inclusion Month, uh, which back in 2010 was passed in Congress as an official uh, month of the year for February. And this is one of Yachad's main programs that we run throughout the year. Uh, but we're going to focus on February is to try to continue to promote inclusion and do a little more for all the programs that we do. And one of them that, that you'll be doing a lot is the sensitivity training. Correct. Um, why don't you just share with some of the listeners just some of the locations that you're going to be doing it in in the coming few weeks. I mean, I know that you're in the office for like a day or two here or there because you're out at schools uh, meeting with, with the students and with the teachers and with the administration uh, to better make their, their schools more of an inclusive organization. We will be running sensitivity workshops as of this morning in Miami, Los Angeles, Boston, um, throughout New Jersey, throughout New York State. Um, we are constantly getting requests, hopefully in Chicago. So we're going to be running around the country, helping the students understand their peers better um, by running these workshops. Do you find that, that spending an hour or two hours in a school just once on one day with these kids can really make that much of a difference and, and change their perception of kids or young adults with disabilities? I actually do. I find that they are so much more um, open to helping their peers, to including them um, both in school and um, socially in shul and in different activities that they're doing. I get a lot of feedback from the students that we've seen where they're getting more involved with Yachad, they're getting more involved with other community <clears throat> projects that work with kids with disabilities. So I do believe it's a very effective program. Wow. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler, the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm sitting here today with Batya Jacob, the director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. And we're talking about the uh, sensitivity trainings that the center runs to help to to allow students and teachers to experience firsthand what it's like to have a disability. If you're interested, either for your shul, for your school, for your community, to find out more about this program or to see if it's something that we can bring to your community, please reach out to Batya Jacob at batyaj at ou.org, or you can contact us at yachad.org. Um, but just before I let you go, Batya, why don't you just tell us one more about this new uh, inclusive organization program that we're looking to launch in February geared around shuls. So as part of the North American Inclusion Month this year, we have challenged synagogues throughout the country to be more inclusive. We have asked them to um, 
to form inclusive committees if they don't have them already, to build onto their inclusion committees and the ways that they are including individuals with um, challenges in their synagogues and communities. We developed a survey that is um, online, and you are able to look at that survey. Each synagogue can fill it out, tell us how you're inclusive. And also through looking at the survey, you're going to get other um, ideas of how to make your synagogue more inclusive. It goes from anything from physical inclusion, things like having handicapped parking spots, um, ramps to your bima, braille sidurim or large print sidurim, sign language interpreters, um, to attitudinal types of inclusion, having an inclusion committee, having in your mission statement that you welcome all types of people into your com- community, into your synagogue, regardless of their challenges or needs. So that, that this is a program that we're going to try to reach out to as many shuls as we can to A, see how inclusive they think they are, and B, how we can help them to become more inclusive. Correct. And this is shuls only in the New York area? No, this is shuls across North America. It is Orthodox, Conservative, Reform, Reconstructionist. Any type of synagogue can answer this survey and work with us. Because everyone belongs. Because everybody belongs, and we believe in inclusion of all Jews. Um, Any synagogue that fills out this survey and we deem is inclusive, we'll get a plaque to put in their lobbies that is a certified inclusive organization designation from Yachad and the OU. Um, They'll also get a logo they can use for their website if they would like. Um, And we in Yachad will follow up with the synagogues. We can offer you help forming your inclusion committee if you don't have one. We can work with your existing inclusion committee to help you um, build more programs and become more inclusive. And we can also help you set up inclusive programs within your community, scholars and residences, youth programs, youth activities, adult uh, activities, Shabbatonium, any sort of gamut of programs. So with that in mind, I want to thank Batya Jacob for joining me. Batya, once again, is the director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education, a department of Yaha, the National Jewish Council for Disabilities. Uh, so with that in mind, Batya, I want to wish you luck on the upcoming month of Naim and all of your travels, and I hope that it's successful. Thank you, and please be in touch with me as well at batyaj at ou.org or yachad at ou.org for any of these programs, whether it is Naim or Sensitivity. We would love to work with each and every one of your synagogues. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler, the assistant director of Yachad. And coming up now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of the exciting programs that we do, which is not really our program. It's more participating in another program. And that, of course, is the world-famous Celebrate Israel Parade. This year, it is coming up on Sunday, June 2nd, so get ready for that, for the exciting day. It's 157 days away. I know that not because I counted, but because I checked on their website, CelebrateIsraelNY.org. The parade is coming up, and as always, Nachum Siegel will be doing a show live from the parade, on the parade route, stopping walkers as they go by to speak to them, to interview them, to see what's going on, and to talk about the excitement of the Celebrate Israel Parade and all of the great publicity that it brings for both the Jewish community here in New York and America, as well as all of our friends over in Israel and our siblings over in Israel. So with that in mind, uh, I'd like to play one of the songs that we use as Yachad marches. The song is Mendy Wald's Kulanu Nashir B'Yachad. This is a song that we play as we are marching and dancing down Fifth Avenue in New York on that Sunday. So come out and join us. It'll be Sunday, June 2nd, the Celebrate Israel Parade. Here is Mendy Wald with Kulanu Nashir B'Yachad. Yeah. 
time I hear it, it's very exciting, very fast-paced, really gets your heart pumping, and it's really a great song to get the crowd excited um, down at the parade. And you're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network on this Thursday afternoon. I want to welcome my next guest, Rav Ari Yablok. Ari, after spending two years at Yeshiva Shalavim and then three years at YU, went on to get his master's degree from Wurzweiler School of Social Work of Yeshiva and get Samicha from Ritz. And then making Aliyah with his wife, he is currently serving as the campus director and dean of students for the Israel Experience at Bar Ilan University, a gap year program for American post-high school students. And he's also serving as the campus rabbi for the Anglo student body at Bar Ilan. So with that in mind, welcome Rav Ari Ablak. Thank you for having me, Ellie. Good to uh, be within your presence over the phone. Almost within my presence, but you're about 7,000 miles away and seven hours ahead of me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, the weather's going to be a little cloudy later. Just watch out. A little cloudy for you or for us? You're going to send it our way? <laughs> Maybe. I heard there was some snow today. We've had a little bit of snow. Yeah, how's the weather over there in Israel? Uh, it's, uh, we're doing just fine. Like a summer night over here. It's great. Ah, it sounds re- really nice. So, Ari, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now uh, at Bar Ilan? 
At bar I'm currently uh, running a campus, like you said. Uh, I manage a staff and a, a group, a large group this year, of around 93 students um, who have all come from North America um, to study in bar for the year, as well as to explore the land and their own spirituality. And we run, uh, in addition to the academic side of things, giving them college courses, we run... Uh, we run full uh, informal programming, Shabbatons, trips, night uh, classes that are optional, and uh, fun and uh, also educational, and uh, try and make it a well-rounded experience. So, so for those students, the, the males and females who, who who don't go to a what I would call you know a yeshiva or a seminary for a year, this is an alternative option for them in order Correct. to be able to spend a year in Israel, get to experience the land and a quote-unquote year abroad, but as well as also being enrolled in a university. Correct. This is sort of that option that never really existed and for the uh, observant world, uh, the Orthodox world, um, and even non-Orthodox, that, that it used to be that you were either going to yeshiva or seminary or you're going straight to college, but you couldn't really get the Israel um, experience, no pun intended, without you know, without the yeshiva or seminary experience. So this is providing students who don't necessarily fit into any one category to to sort of make their own experience for themselves. Where, where, do, where do most of these students come from? Are they mostly from the New York area, or are they from all over the um, country? They really are. We do get a, a very nice variety. We have a lot of Florida. We actually this year have a, a major presence from Toronto, Canada. Shout out um, to the Canadians. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we definitely get our share of New Yorkers, New Jersey, um, and, uh, you know, all over. We have some Chicago. We have definitely an L.A. presence every year. Um, it's really quite eclectic. Is the Israel experience part of bar Ilan? Are the students in, in a separate dormitory under your supervision, or are they part of the university? Um, a good question. In that regard, we are more similar to a yeshiva or seminary in that, we simply use the university's facilities and their professors and their classes, but we maintain a separate campus and have a separate staff. And, uh, you know, whenever there are programs or events that go on that are appealing to our program, we definitely participate. But uh, much of what we do is, is on our own. So, so the students, so your students, if they wanted to take a calculus course or a history course, they would do that together with Barilan, or that would be separate also. No, we have our own separate English-speaking classes that. Oh, Barilan typically is only in Hebrew. Barilan is all in Hebrew. They happen to have recently, uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, opened a new three-year English-speaking uh, bachelor's program where you can receive a bachelor's degree. Uh, speaking only English, but uh, besides that, this uh, our program being only one year long, not meant for an entire undergraduate career, um, we offer only English-speaking classes catering to our North American uh, students that aren't that aren't available to the other students on the uh, uh, in the university. Wow, that's wild. Do, do many of your students, yeah. when they come back to the states to, uh, for college, do they go? Mm-hmm. To cut universities all over the country, or they tend to focus more on the the universities that have a Jewish, a strong Jewish um, presence on campus. Uh, well, definitely, one of our goals as a program is to bring them to a good in their lives. Uh, Ari, Ravari, you're breaking up a little bit. Ari, you know what we're going to do? Ari, you're breaking up right now. So, you know, maybe what we're going to do is let me just introduce um, Omek Hadavar is also your band. You, um, along with a number of other guys, have uh, started this band, Omek Hadavar. And while we figure out mm-hmm. the technical difficulties, maybe we're going to play one of your songs. We're going to play the song Shomer Yisrael, which is my personal favorite, from your first mm-hmm. CD entitled The Depth of the Matter. So while we try to figure out the technical difficulties, we're going to play Shomer Yisrael. Here is Shomer Yisrael Perfect. by Omek Hadavar.
from the CD Depth of the Matter from Omek Hadavar. You are listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am joined by Rav Ari Yablok, who is calling from Israel, from the campus of Bar Ilan University, where he runs the Israel experience at Bar Ilan as the campus director and dean of students there. Um, so Ari, tell us a little bit about that song, Show Me Yisrael. If I remember correctly, going back a number of years, that was your first song, was it not? Yeah, it actually was, it was one of our earliest. The actually one that we might be uh, listening to shortly was really, really our first. Um, but this was this was an early one actually written in Israel, uh, in Yeshiva Shalvim, where I believe you have an affiliation with. That with I as well. do. That I do. Ari, <laughs> Ravari and I spent a year together in Shalvim back in two thousand and two. Um, together with our good friend Chaim Feigenbaum, Ella Shalom. That's right. And That's right. So, so you and Chaim were part, well, two-fourths of Omeh Kadavar, correct? Correct. Two-fifths, actually. Two-fifths. There, there, there were five members. There was uh, Chaim, myself, there were two Weinberg brothers, Rav Moshe Tzvi and Rav Davidel, and then there is our drummer, Yakir Shechter. And where is everybody now? Um... Uh, actually, recently, this past summer, uh, my good friend David Weinberg uh, made Aliyah to join us over here in oh, Israel. Mazel and he currently lives, that's right. He currently lives in Yerushalayim. He is uh, a Rebbe and an Avvayid in Yeshiva Torah Shraga. And uh, he's uh, still making some music, still uh, doing his thing. And uh, Rav Moshe Tzvi, you may have heard, is recently in of of the YU's stone-based measures program, as well as the Magish here. Oh, in um, in BMP is, at YU? Yes, he is at YU. Okay. So, uh, so what I hear, he's being very successful. Yakir Shechter uh, is actually, I believe, his third year in the Eisha Torah Kolo in the Old City, also in Eretz Israel. So we really have uh, a majority of the band now in uh, Israel. Wow. So, so yeah. uh, do I smell a little uh, coming back together? A little reunion? Uh, I would love for that to be the case, although I don't know uh, if, when, how that would happen. Well, but, logistics, uh, we'll logistics, those are always easy to work out. So you're not, you're not ruling yeah. it out? No, I would not rule it out, but this is not an official announcement. Not anyway. an official announcement, but you're saying <laughs> it's a possibility. There's a, I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yacha, and I'm being joined via the telephone, or maybe even the telephone, uh, by Rav Ari Yablok over in Israel, who runs the Israel Experience at the Bar Ilan program, and is also the leader of Omek HaDavar. Um, so Ari, as you know, I am running in the Miami Half Marathon uh, with Team Yachad, I'm running with 18 others under the name of Team Lachaim, and we're all running in memory uh, of our dear friend Chaim Feigenbaum. Um, you know, t- why don't you tell tell our listeners just a little bit about your what you got from Chaim, what Chaim meant to you, and you know, sh- share a little bit of that. Um, wow, that's uh, it's a tall task for the the time we have available, but I will attempt. Um, Time and I go uh, go as far back as uh, the very first days of high school. That was at uh, MTA, I believe. Correct, correct. Go Lions, and uh, we uh, we spent every year of our edu- education since that point through college uh, together in Yeshiva in Yeshiva University, um, and uh, we uh, developed quite a close relationship and. Uh, uh, as we already spoke about, a lot of that relationship uh, revolved around music as well. We were writing music um, even in high school. Uh, the song that uh, I think we might be uh, playing shortly it would be Hariu. And that right. was actually written while we were in high school. We were is that in, true? Uh, that is true. We I were, did like, not know that. Old. Yeah, that was way before Omek Hadavar ever existed. That was and, way before uh, Ellie Hagler ever met either of you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and to think that I thought that I sparked that little music love in the two of you. I guess yeah, yeah. that what I what I thought for the last ten years you just told me is not true. Correct. Wow. Uh, Where is here? All right. I guess um, that's not good so, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, either way, so you know, writing music with someone it, it means that you share your thoughts, your dreams, a, a lot of what you hold deep inside with another person, and. And uh, we did just that for a long period of time, for really uh, quite a while. And uh, we got to know each other on a very deep level. And 
while uh, there was a lot of joking around, uh, anyone who knew Chaim personally knew that he, he always loved a good joke. He always loved uh, always a loved good a laugh. good joke. And uh, and despite that, there was a lot of depth there. Uh, there was a lot of uh, um, you know genuine uh, connection to uh, to spirituality to uh, to Hashem and. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was very clear, and uh, it, it made me admire him, even though I was just a, a contemporary of his. I really uh, admired that, and uh, it will definitely last with me that that a lot of the uh, the, the funny stuff um, was funny, but, but it was very clear that it wasn't nearly as important as what really happened in life. Right. Yeah. I think there's no question that, you know, anybody who was lucky enough to have known Chaim Knew that no matter what, even if you were taller than Chaim, you always looked up to him. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely true. And he was taller than me, so I was able to. Uh... <laughs> well, Ari, right. I think everybody's taller than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good things come in small packages, right? Thank you. Yeah, good now, if I remember out. correctly, and I know that I am correct, you and I are both left handed. Correct. Right? Correct. So yeah. not only yeah. are we both lefties, but I also inspired you to write more music. Is that what we agreed upon uh, earlier? You know, in the in the autobiography, I don't know if that's <laughs> how it's going to be written. <laughs> if but, you want uh, me to write the forward for that, I'm happy to. Yeah, for the reunion CD, we'll we'll have to get your name there in the credits. So I like what you're it. For. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler, the assistant director of Yacha, and I'm being joined on the phone by Rav Ari Yablok, who is the uh, head of the Israel Experience at Bar Ilan University, and also the lead lead vocalist, lead guitarist, Key- keyboard, and keyboard. Piano. Third guess yeah. was the best for uh, <laughs> Omek Hadavar. Um, and Ari, actually, the two stories that I just thought of that I want to share with you, I'm sure you remember them both because I know you were there. The first mm-hmm. was, I believe, that was your first Omek Hadavar concert. I believe was um, in Teaneck, New Jersey, in a yoga center. Yes, I remember this on a Saturday night. And yeah. in order to come in, everybody had to take their shoes off because it was a yoga center. Is that right? Correct. You needed you, you, the seats were actually yoga mats. That is right. I remember that. Correct. That was it, it was in Bogota, I think, right? Right outside Tunis. Yeah, it was it was in somewhere in New Jersey. Yeah. And was that you was that your first or Omeka Dover's first concert or public Showing that, that was our first. That was not the first time that our group played together, but it was the first time that we played with an official band name, Omek Hadavar. Do you and, still uh, like think back to that? Be like that little night I, in Teaneck, New Jersey, kind of started this, you know, excitement of Omek Hadavar. I think about it often, uh, somewhat uh, getting a good laugh at uh, you know the way uh, how things have changed and how things have evolved, but. Uh, but it is definitely it was definitely our starting point, and uh, yeah, it's quite uh, nostalgic. So you've come quite quite a long way from that Saturday night in Teaneck. Yeah, yeah, we did. Wow, I think we the, did, the second sure. story was I think when we were Shana Aleph uh, in Shalavim, that was back in '02. Uh, Omek mm-hmm. Hadavar. Well, actually, I don't know. Was it actually Omek Hadavar who entered the Battle of the Bands? Was all of because no, not all, was... not all of Omek Hadavar was in Shalavim with us. Correct. There was actually uh, one of our future bandmates was competing against us. Oh no! Who was that? That was Dave Weinberg. David Weinberg was in Rashid, and he was playing uh, for his yeshi- representing his yeshiva. Um, but we, uh, you know, we made we made quick work of that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That, that was a, that was a loud, big crowd. That was a good. That was a fun yeah. time. Yeah, that that was very. That was. That was when we were just realizing that there's something here that we can really build on. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but the year later when we were at freshmen or whatever we were in YU. <laughs> whatever we YU, were. <laughs> right. We were undergraduates. Um, we had a YU battle of the bands, and that really was the first Yes, that was when the winner, the winner opened for the YU Hanukkah concert that year. Is that right? Correct. Correct. And that was our first... Uh, our first stamp on the Jewish music world when we uh, when we won and we were able to play at the Hanukkah concert and uh, that's when things got started. Wow! So you guys were two yeah. for two in competitions over the over a twelve month calendar year between um, the Battle of the Bands in Israel and the Battle of the Bands at YU. Correct. We are masters of battle 
in music. Is that a title? <laughs> You're the Masters of Battle? <laughs> there, there's no... <laughs> There's no uh, championship belt involved, although there should be. Can you work on that? Oh, I'm, I'm on that. I'm going to reach out to the yeah. WWE and see what we can, if we can get yeah. one of their old belts. <laughs> we'll use it as the Jewish Music Championship of the world. Yeah, Chaim would have worn that all over the oh, place. Oh, he would never take it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you remember who, uh, who, was the, who else played in that YU Hanukkah concert that year? Um, you know what? That's also a funny story because the... On the bill for the Y.U. Hanukkah concert that year, that year was supposed to be Aish, which, if you remember, was A.B. Rottenberg and Shlomo Simcha. Yes. But that night, unfortunately, A.B. Rottenberg became ill and couldn't make it, and there was a lot of uh, of hustle and bustle backstage, and we didn't. We were backstage, and we didn't even know what was happening. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, Yaakov Shweki showed up. Oh, that's right! And I remember that. And that was uh, that was the concert that year. It was, it was the wow, that's wild! So you guys are not only part of the firsts of everything. You guys all seem to cause a little bit of trouble wherever you go. Yeah, we do. Uh, all right, so you guys have that belt. Ari, you're, you're breaking up a little bit right now, but I think what we'll do now is let's play uh, your second song, which is we're going to play Hariyu, which is from your second sure. album entitled Mekor Chaim. Uh, so let's sure. listen to that song right now, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about that song right afterwards. So here is sure. Hariyu by Omeka Davar on their second album, Mekor Chaim. <laughs>
Okay, so you're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Elliot Hagler. I am joined by Ravari Abla calling in from Israel, the lead um, keyboardist for Omek Hadavar, and you just listened to Hariu from their second album, Mekor Chayim. Ari, tell us a little bit about how that song came about. That song was to date the earliest song that that we wrote, but it was actually only written by Chaim uh, and myself before the band came about. We were around 16. We were uh, at our good friend Amir Bednarsh's house. Amir! Amir. (laughs) Shout shout out to Um, Fairlawn, New Jersey. I'm sure he's listening right now. No doubt. uh, And uh, we, uh, you know, we we looked that night, I remember us saying, you know, let's write a song, and we were thinking about it, and we both sort of said, let's write a song about music, because music was on our minds, and Hariu, uh, coming from uh, uh, from Kabbalah's the Hillen, um, praising God in the form of song, and that's uh, that's how it came about. The song sort of just uh, came out of us, and it's stuck with us for a long time. All right, let me ask you one question. I just picked up on this now. If you went to Shalavim, Chaim went to mm-hmm. Shalavim, Amir went to Shalavim, and I went to Shalavim, why weren't the four of us Omekadavar? <laughs> well, I think, if I remember correctly, both you and Amir uh, played cowbell. Oh, wait, sure, we do we play the cowbell, which is a nice way of saying we have no talent at all. <laughs> if I, I remember it, I correctly. You said it, not me. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll let that um, one go. <laughs> okay. And just but, uh, uh, to what's bring... interesting, what I, did, what I did want to mention is that, uh, that Moshe C. Weinberg, the bassist of our band, and I both realized, only in retrospect, obviously, that the CD, Makor Chaim, that we put out... Um, really, uh, in some special way, does have a lot of messages that Chaim stood for. There's a song of Makor Chaim, which is basically expressing that God is the source of life. There's a song, Ein Yeish, Don't Give Up, and we all know during his uh, illness that's what he was preaching. We have a song called The Bridge of Kola Olam Kulo Gesher Tsar Ma'od Vahikar Lo Lefachet Klau. A lot of messages, and if you keep going down the list of the songs, you'll see that a lot of these songs did touch upon really the essence of Chaim, and we thought it was kind of special how. Uh, right. So how that even came though out. that wasn't the actual intention, but it, it turned out, you know, to be that that those songs really embodied right. who and what Chaim was. Right. It basically touches upon the fact that Chaim had a major influence on these songs and uh, what went into writing them, what went into finishing them up. Uh, it really did have a lot to do with him. Wow. So I, I'm I'm Elliot Hagler, and you're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm joined by phone by Ari Yablok in Israel, the lead uh, keyboardist for Omek Hadavar. And we were talking a little bit about um, running in memory of Chaim Feigenbaum in, uh, with the Team Yachad in the Miami Marathon. But there's also another marathon coming up, the Jerusalem Marathon, which also offers a 10K and a half marathon option. And that race takes place on Erev Shabbos on March 1st, 2013. If you're interested in finding out more about the marathon and signing up to run with Team Yachad, you can do that at teamyachad.com and just click on the Jerusalem Marathon option there. And Ari, I believe, Ravari, a number of your students from the Bar Ilan Israel experience are running with Team Yachad in Jerusalem. Correct. There, there are quite a number. I don't have the exact number for you. But but there's a number of students that became interested. There's actually a, a bit of a Yachad presence now in Israel um, and in the university uh, specifically. And uh, they became interested and they heard about it and they, they jumped on the opportunity. That's great. So uh, what are these um, students doing to help them uh, to do their fundraising? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I mean, I know that uh, they have a lot of friends in other yeshivas, other seminaries, other programs. Uh, it could be that they are networking with other people and trying to raise money that way. Um, it could be they're going back to the communities that they come from and trying to raise money uh, through their community. So do, do these students from Bar Ilan, you know, who are coming from all over the country to spend a year in Israel, um, have they, even though they, don't, they never knew Chaim, is there, do they feel his presence through you, through the Israel experience at Bar Ilan? Yeah, we've actually had um, a program or two on our uh, during our year so far. Uh, one of them, when we went to the Negev, we went went on a long trip to the Negev on Hanukkah, and there was uh, some slots available for me to do some public speaking. And uh, one or two times this year, I, I mentioned how you know I, I can't 
really uh, go through this year without expressing how there was a good friend of mine that had a major influence on my life um, that I lost, and uh, and uh, a lot of the music that I play for the students and a lot of the Divrei Torah that I that I uh, share with them uh, not only are in his memory but really help them get a picture of who he is. And and there are students that have come back to me and expressed to me that they really sort of feel like they know him somewhat through you know the Torah and the music that they've heard. Wow, that's really incredible. So you're yeah. listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're just about out of time. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by the phone by Rav Ari Yablak, who is the campus director and dean of students for the Israel Experience at Bar Ilan, and also the lead uh, keyboardist for Omek Hadavar. Earlier in the show, we listened to two of their songs, Shomer Yisrael, from this, their first CD called The Depth of the Matter, and the second song we listened to was Hariu from their second CD, Makor Chayim. Ravari, I want to thank you for joining me. I wish you all thank the you best so in Israel experience, and remember, you can always run with us too. It's teamyachad.com. <laughs> Don't you want to run with your students? You wanted them to do it you alone? I, I want to. It could be that you're going to change my mind a little. Not that I didn't want to at first, but I need to see if, I can, if I'm up for the challenge. That's the plan. You're up for the challenge. Remember, you can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. <laughs> you got it, Ravari. Thanks so much great. for joining me. Have a great job. Right, it's always great. great to speak to you. And thanks a lot. Great to speak to you, too. Take care, Ellie. And here's to everybody else wishing you all a wonderful weekend. My name is Ellie Hagler, the assistant director of Yachad, and you've been listening to The Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks a lot, and have a great weekend.